BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ramble. Hello, basic batches. Welcome Hello. back to. Pretty basic. Hey guys, what is up? And welcome back to your absolute favorite podcast you just can't get enough of um pretty basic you're here with alicia marie and remy cruz oh that was that good i don't think so but thank you yeah. no you just gotta own it be like oh thank Cruise. you yeah <laughs> um so we are here together in a studio no in remy's office we are recording um it feels great to be here today it does it's a beautiful sunny day the weather is nice the weather is hot well, I will say it's actually not as hot as it has been. Like, we're, I think we're out of the heat wave. Oh, my God. Yeah. Which is that's nice. True. Um, but it is still pretty warm. But it's starting to get a little colder, which makes me excited for fall and winter. I, I don't know if you noticed. I had Taylor Swift's Red album playing when you walked in. Duh, I was I singing it. I listened to it every day. Like, if my thank you next. It was thank you next during, um, I feel like just like all 2019 early 2020 and now it's just red time also a hilarious thing happened this morning i'm walking up to remy's house and i go to ring the doorbell and then i stop all of a sudden before my <laughs> right before my finger presses the You're button like, like two inches away <laughs> yeah and then it dawns on me that you know for the past how many months have you been here mm, march so six months for the past six months granted there's a few quarantine where i wasn't here I have been ringing the doorbell or knocking, obviously, <laughs> and I forgot that, you know, six months ago, Remy actually gave me a key, so I just want to apologize for making you get Make up. get up every time. Every single time it's I come okay. over. Sometimes I'll yell. I'm like, you have a key, but like, you, you can't really? even hear me. Yeah, you can't hear me. Oh, my God. But then I don't want to be rude and be like, I gave you a key, so no, I just have never said why anything. Didn't it's okay. Bitch, communication. Well, I didn't communication. know that it was on your keychain. I yeah. thought maybe you just lost it. No, it was it. always with me. Well, good. Good to know. <laughs> Now I never have to get up again. Actually, I was at the kitchen table and then I heard the door unlocking and like it was sweet, beautiful sounds to my ears. Because that's what it was always at, at, at the apartment. Oh, we almost called it the apartment complex. Yeah, just like at the apartment. Um, I had a very strange dream last night. Ooh. Or I guess rather this morning. You know how they only come in like 15 minute like little like, it's like 10 blips. minute time some yeah. segments. Yeah. So I think I actually remember I woke up at my alarm and I was like no I want to snooze and then in that snooze period is when I had the dream that felt like my whole night of course oh my god but I just have to tell you because it's actually really funny so okay I just remember I was in a hotel it was me Kaylee and our old best friend who were not best friends anymore but it was like old times of course mm -hmm. and so we were in a hotel and I was like I'm really hungry I want to go get breakfast and I was telling them all about how great the breakfast buffet is I mean that sounds accurate yeah exactly I was like the breakfast buffet is amazing oh, can't there's you buffet not wait time. until we one day go to a breakfast buffet in japan oh my god the, the japanese Conrad. breakfast buffets are Slap. superb fire absolutely unbeatable so i was telling the girls about how i'm so excited about um the breakfast buffet and kaylee was like i'm gonna stay back so i was like okay so just the other girl and i went and we went i remember she like skipped ahead in line because she didn't want some stuff so we got separated for a minute then all of a sudden i hear screaming like screaming 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 and i look and it's TK and TK's boss who wasn't you oh tea. it was some other girl who was like very petite looked like a revolve fashion blogger girl okay. like super cute I'll look out for the but she was <laughs> fashion bloggers <laughs> she was like screaming at TK and was like your your mom called me and he doesn't even love you he like 
um, he like you're he's only you're, I told him that you're only sleeping with him because you feel <gasps> bad for him. Da 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 da, and like all these just like weird things for a boss. To be yes, uh, yeah. I was just like I was just in line waiting for my scrambled eggs, mm-hmm. just waiting. And so actually, I must say, it, I got there <laughs> the details. Um, it was lunchtime. They said sorry, the breakfast buffet had just closed. So rather, oh, I was waiting for my sandwich. And so I'm just waiting, and then I see TK, and I literally like grab her, and I just run with her, and we're like sprinting away. And oh I was like, that's like that's not okay. Yeah. And we sprinted randomly to a street in downtown. Now we're in downtown LA outside on the corner. <laughs> Love dreams. And I'm just like talking to her and I was like, are you okay? Like what's going on? And then we chatted for a bit. It was fine. And then the boss girl showed up and she was like, um, let's I'm call really her sorry. Becky. Becky. Okay. <laughs> Becky showed up and Becky was like, I'm really sorry. Like, I don't know why I get so upset. And so I sat the three of them or two of them down and the three of us were in like a huddle and I was giving them a therapy session. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like, okay, I think that you know, Becky is taking it out on you, TK, because you're like really doing so well right now. And I think Becky's starting to feel very irrelevant. And I think that, you know, it's hard for Becky because like she is um, like she's technically your boss, but like you're doing so well. I'm sure she feels a little threatened by you and all these things. I was like, oh, my God. Do I subconsciously feel like I'm really irrelevant? I'm like, I was like, is am this- I Becky? No, no, no. You're not. You're not, I promise you, you're not Becky. But I, in my I'm head, Becky. I think I was giving Becky a pep talk and like to help me out. You know when you, oh my gosh, whenever you give friends advice, but you're secretly like, that's what Telling you need to hear. Oh, me all the time. And so I was like, I think that, you know, TK, like you just have to like, obviously what she said is not okay. And that was so out of line. And like, you guys obviously like have some issues to work through. But I think that she's just taking it out on you because she's feeling upset with herself. And oh like, obviously. Obviously, you're thriving and we're also proud of you, but like, da 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 da. And then um, they were like, you're right, you're right. And they were hugging. And then, like, in the back of my mind, I was like, oh my God. I left my ex-best friend at the buffet. So I started feeling anxious about that because I was like, oh my God, she's going to be so mad at me. She gets so mad at me. Da 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 da. And I started freaking out and I woke up and I was sweating. That's like, always so the case. Sweating. That's always the case. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's insane. What do you think so, it means? That was I think that I it, still want to have like a dream expert on here. I would Oh my god, I'd love that. I think it means that um I love TK and she's killing it and also <laughs> I'm starting to feel I mean, I think like I've expressed this online quite a bit and I've talked about you've talked about I've talked about how we're doing a Miss Remy rebrand and how like it's been obviously just heavy on my mind constantly now. Yeah. Like with anything that I do, anything that I make anything that I post I feel like I just have to think about all that kind of stuff so obviously it's just weighing on my subconscious so that's how it kind of transferred into my dreams as well yeah and I honestly think it's kind of like a little mini like a mini sprinkle of like a quarter life crisis granted now that I am at a quarter at 25 as of how this does year, it feel at being at uh, 25 yeah um I mean I turned 25 on February 7th and then save at home kicked in March <laughs> or March 13th I think it yeah. was so I only had a month of like normal life yeah so most of it's been here but I feel like um do you feel older yeah actually I kind of do you know on your birthday when you're younger every single family member or relative goes oh do you feel older (laughs) and you're like no (laughs) that's that's how I feel about 2020 versus 2021 you know how everyone I mean I kept saying I was like I really hope 2021 is going to be better but then you really think about it it's It's like like one day at 1201 a.m on 2021 let me have this moment 2021 is gonna be a brand new moment but then you think about how you turn 25 overnight you don't feel different I will say when I turned 25 I think that was the first time ever in my life that I actually felt older I think it's the idea of you being closer to 30 now than you are middle to 20. middle middle <laughs> but like mm-hmm. I'm closer to 30 now I mean I can never go back obviously no, you're closer to 21 20 but 20 versus 30 it's still five years you're in your mid-20s I just feel I used to think 30 was so prehistoric I, honestly well, I thought I was gonna get married at 19 or 20 and I thought I'd have kids by 21 I can't, that's, that was earlier than I projected. I thought I'd have kids by 27, but married at 25. So either way. <laughs> Can you imagine have, like, had you gone that path? Which I is obviously fine. I would not have been a good mom at all. <laughs> I mean, 
obviously now I think I would be a good mom. I still am not ready for kids, but thinking of my 20 year old self who was like pretending to be 12 years old, like I just, <laughs> can you imagine if I was like, Hey guys, so we have some DIY life hacks for when you're pregnant. Oh my God. I'm in my second trimester. No, you would just only film boobs up. Like you wouldn't tell, <laughs> no one would know you had a baby. Yeah. It'd just be this crazy thing. And oh, then when you like are 30, then you have like a 12 year old or whatever. Then, I'm sorry. I'm really bad at math, but like, it'd be so funny. It's just, it's so funny how everyone is so freaking different. Like, honestly, I know people who have had kids really young and are great moms. Me, on the other hand, I don't I don't think I would have been a great mom. I do think, though, once you have a baby... It kicks in. It kicks in, I yeah. Do, I, would say, I will say that. I think, I mean, some more than others, I'm sure, but <laughs> I do think some innate maternal No, I would instincts. actually fully agree with that because, I, yeah, I fully agree with that. Ooh, I feel like we should talk about quarter life crises. I think we should too. Is it crises? It's probably crises. crises? Sounded really wrong to say. <laughs> so crises. I think it is crises. I'm gonna go with that because it felt I was saying it. And I was like, that does not make sense. Crises. 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 Um. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, I did pull up after my my morning. I pulled up. I was like, "Am I having a quarter life crisis?" Oh, perfect. And I thought, yeah, I pulled up the definition. I thought it'd be interesting. Okay. So, in popular psychology, a quarter life crisis is a crisis involving anxiety over the direction and quality of one's life, which is commonly experienced in a period ranging from a person's early twenties up to their oh early tw- early twenties up to their mid thirties. That makes sense to me because. A lot of people struggle with that coming out of college when your whole life you have been working for grades, you've been working for the dean's list, you've been working for a degree and then you finally get that degree and you're like, okay, cool, now I'm in the real world, but what do I do now? Like I even have a friend right now who's has always been like on AP, straight A's, like 4.0 her whole life, got accepted to Yale, wow. turned it down, but just didn't want to go. Wow. Um, and now is doing a nine to five job and is really struggling with feeling not good enough because she's so used to having those grades as like, this is your validation. Oh. So we've had a few conversations and she was saying how it's really hard for her and she knows what she's doing is good enough. And it's, it's, she's doing great, but it's so hard not having that, like, what's my goal. And throughout schooling and education, you always have a, something, a a grade that reflects or a score that reflects how good you did. So I think it's really common for people, you know, getting out of college. That's why I can understand why it's early twenties because like 22 ish, you know, up to mid thirties, up to mid thirties. I remember the very first time I ever even heard about a quarter life crisis. I was in middle school and my friend's dad, her parents were kind of like, I think they're not together anymore. They were really like always going through it um, pretty bad. And I would always hear about it through her, obviously. But I remember one day her dad came home and had a Porsche randomly. <gasps> and her mom was so upset and was just like, oh, your father's going through a midlife crisis. Oh, sorry. Midlife crisis. Da, 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 da. And I was like, midlife crisis. So that was my first time hearing midlife crisis, not just quarter. any sort obviously. of life crisis. And any life crisis. And I was like, what does that mean? And then obviously it's easy to put together. He's trying to live his youth out like da, 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 da. And I just remember thinking, oh, that's a thing. So then always hearing quarter life crisis. I, again, thinking I would have kids at 21. I really thought I would have kids at 25. Like I really thought my life would be together and it, I mean, not that it's not together now. It's just different. Like you're, Oh yeah. It's, this is some of my advice to teenagers or even young adults is like, don't stress well, <laughs> about yeah. literally I think at that time, even when I was in a relationship, I was like, oh, where are we going to live? And I'm like, Alicia, you wasted energy, effort, thought. You wasted so much, like, wondering about the future when it was the polar opposite of what it ended up being. Completely. I um, I know you love Pen15. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did you see my tweet to that? Oh, my God. It's so good. <laughs> so there's a show on Hulu. It's a Hulu exclusive called Pen15. Did you know Awesomeness produced it? Yes. It is so funny so I love watching it with my best best friend Kaylee from middle school because it basically like is that not also isn't it us that would it's be like a so lanky white girl yes. and like a weird Asian girl <laughs> and it's like basically is that how it was for you guys <laughs> we watch it and we're like it, it hurts so badly because it's so specifically us you like know the what's mash. my favorite the camo pants and the yellow shirt yes 
there's the so outfits. much fashion that I'm like I wore that and I didn't even realize I was being trendy then I just thought I was getting hand-me-downs there's just <laughs> so many like little specific details basically it's these two girls who are they wrote the show I think they directed the show maybe but they are like reliving their middle school years and it's funny because they're obviously like 25 to 30 years old but they put themselves back in middle school the whole cast is all like actual middle school kids. I remember Taryn trying to explain it to me and it didn't make sense but once I watched the first episode it made complete sense basically it's middle schoolers but the two leads are actually adults who are playing it so they stick out so much it's but so but good. they're middle schoolers in it so it's 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 so freaking funny everything down like the the language the fashion the drama they're going through like having a period for the first time like some oh my god the mean girl she's so mean the mean girl they're like masturbating all these like funny things but watching it back I I look I like I see how they're like fantasizing about like the boyfriends or the boys that they have crushes on and like all these things and it took me back to when I was in middle school and I had all these expectations and like set things for myself like making a you know where am I going to be in five years where am I going to be in 10 years and like doing this in high school as I got older and I've realized I feel like that actually is causes more stress I think it could be actually detrimental to people yeah I would agree it creates these like false not expect I guess expectations but just like it, it gives you false reality of work yeah false expectation I think it's just it's it's so hard because you're trying so hard to live up to that your whole life and mm-hmm. it's like when I said I've never stuck too much to like a, a plan but I know a lot of people that are like I'm gonna go to this school by this age I'm gonna do this by this age then I'm gonna work for this company at this age and while that's really cool to have goals I think the better thing to do is have open-ended things like oh like, I would love to you know one day get married and have kids I would love to one day have this career and so you're not putting a timeline on it because when you put a timeline it puts so much unnecessary pressure on you and I think that is what actually causes a lot of quarter life crisis because people will get out of college like we said it also says the quarter life crisis affects 86 percent of millennials who report being bogged down by insecurities disappointments loneliness and depression millennials it's a less of a question of if you will experience a quarter life crisis than it is a question of when (laughs) which also i think we should obviously say you and i both do not live the most normal life with like the jobs that we do and um or the jobs that we have our career paths everything like that but i do think that Obviously, we are still also going to have quarter life crises, even while I think being that's influencers. A, no, completely. I would totally agree with that. Obviously, I haven't been in a situation where I finally got my bachelor's degree and then I don't know what I want to do with my life. Um, however, I do think it's interesting how, like I said, everyone struggles with it kind of regardless of who you are. So it's kind of nice to welcome it a little more opposed to being like, oh, no, what's going on? Yeah. Like now, if you were to go through a crazy year for your 25th year like 25 I've always said this on the podcast was my best worst year of my life like honestly I grew so much as a person um and I I really think social media is also a huge obviously contributing factor if you have not watched the social dilemma Remy Cruz you need to watch it you guys I'm not kidding it is so good it's a documentary on Netflix and it basically talks about social media and the negative effects of it but it's not like a ooh conspiracy like what does it mean kind of video basically all of the top former um execs presidents like top top employees of all the main social media networks like facebook twitter youtube google come and help make this documentary possible so it's like the former president of twitter says his opinions and it is literally so good. You guys need to go watch it. And I, I I get it when it says a lot of millennials because, you know, you're starting to compare yourself to other people. And obviously, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people who even see stuff that we're doing and they're like, oh, I should be going to Greece when I'm 22 or something like that. And obviously there's, there's just more to it. So I think that's what a lot of people are also struggling with. I mean, I even look at other influencers and I'm like, wow, they look like they just have their shit together. Like they're uploading so much, blah, blah, blah. And People could say the same thing about me, but the behind the scenes is I'm always like struggling trying to get something up and it's stressful and it's da 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 So I think it's just the grass is always greener, but I can totally see how social media also plays a huge part in this. Um, and for me, it's funny because even though, like I said, I didn't have the what do I do with my life moment. It was more of a who the fuck am I? Like, well, I think your burnout also, I think your burnout could be a what the fuck do I do with my life kind of yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've already talked about it on the podcast. So I'm not going to reiterate too much, but 
just going through a moment where I was like, oh my gosh, did I, like, who even am I without this career that I have, which is going downhill so fast at the time. (laughs) (laughs) She pivoted. She pivoted. Pivot. Pivot, 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 pivot. Yes, the Friends episode. Amazing. And Kris Jenner advice from Creator Summit. Mm -hmm. Um, It was the scariest thing I've ever gone through. To, like, not know who you are, not know what you're, like, your future holds to not know how long I could even live this life that I'm living, even how cool it can be at times. Um, yeah, it's scary. So I totally like, I totally empathize with anyone who's having a quarter life crisis. Um, and just wondering like, why am I here? Like, what's my purpose? I think we can obviously only attest to quarter life crises from a a social media influencer standpoint, Mm -hmm. if you will. But I think something to know is that I don't think you only go through one quarter life crisis. No, I think that, For me, at least personally, it's more of a like every few months or so I'll be like really good and Mm -hmm. then something will come up where maybe it's the job that we have, but you have to constantly be changing and evolving. And right now, obviously, I'm going through this. I would honestly probably call this one where I'm like, I don't know what content to make. I've been like floating for the past couple of years with what like, I was Am I even before. good at this anymore? Exactly. Should I be doing this? I don't enjoy this. Like mm-hmm. I have, the, of course, with the comments all the time of like, this is a fleeting career. Like you better like make it yeah. last while it can. Like you're constantly, constantly being reminded of that. While well, we already know, um, obviously your insecurities are always being pointed out and it's, it's just like, it's, it, it can be hard at times. And I feel like a lot of that even translates to the normal nine to five job too you know of just oh, like yeah. having a boss being like oh you fucked up again or like little things like that and just being like why am I here my whole life I dreamt of becoming a dentist now here I am I hate my job I hate my boss my customers hate me like should I even be doing this I feel like those are all just like so common things and it's like self-doubt and it's like it's so sad putting yourself through that I like the idea of it saying how it's not if you will, it's when you will. Yeah. Because I imagine, I know I'm going to get through this little bump that I'm going through right now. I'm already kind of working through the transition period of like finding myself again, finding what I like to do, having more fun with the content that I'm making. But I know I'm going to be good for a few more months and then I know that something else is going to kind of throw a little roadblock in the way and I'll have to get through that also. And I know continuing on with my life, whether it's career or whether it's my relationship with Cal, it's like, you know, the next step obviously would be getting engaged and getting married. And like, when is that going to happen? And then that causes, I feel like a little bit of friction in a relationship if you don't meet up on the same Mm -hmm. ideas. So I feel like it's just always something that's kind of going along. I also think something for instance, I know she wouldn't care if I talked about this, but Ashley always really struggled with comparing herself to me because I found YouTube really early in life. So I never had this moment of what am I going to do with my life? And she always really struggled with feeling like she should be doing more. She should know it. She like, even in college people saying like, Oh, what's your degree in? And she's like, Oh, it's in communications, but not having that. Oh, it's in this because I want to do this. And I think there are so many students and just people, but specifically students who even when it's your senior year and you're graduating, you still don't know what you want to do whatsoever. And that's so normal. And I think it has this negative connotation that it's embarrassing to not know. But think of how many times people change jobs in their lives. Like you're already living your life. Like it's not like, oh, once I like graduate and get my degree, then I'm living like my bit. Does that make any sense? Like living my dream life and it's going to be like that forever. Yeah. Like every, like especially I think podcasts have really helped me. Like some of the, um, some of the, how I built this podcast. Love, 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 love. A lot of those top CEOs who you dream of having their job, they say, oh, I worked at this job for 10 years. Then I did a total 180 and switched to this job. And then I worked at Bath and Body Works. And then I ended up leaving that and I started up um, Uber. You know what I mean? It's, It's so interesting. This, I feel like it was just our parents' generation, the boomers of you have your job, you do that for your whole life. And obviously millennials have come in and been like, wait, you were unhappy for 50 years of doing that job. I would rather bounce around a little more and love what I'm doing. So I, th- I don't think it needs to have this negative idea around it, but I can see how that causes a ton of stress. Okay, curious. Do you ever feel, even now, what am I doing? Oh, every day. Really? Absolutely every day. See, that's so interesting. I think it's... I do too, actually. Yeah. Well, I think YouTube or not, I think I just don't have a a direct path. Or like, I feel like a lot of times I often ask myself too, I'm like, what's my 
what's my purpose? Like, mm-hmm. what am I supposed to be doing here? But I've never in all of my 25 years of living come up with an answer. Yeah. I don't know if I truly believe in like everybody having a life purpose. I think it's kind of, I'm more of just like a floater day to day, like just making it through the day in that yeah. way. See, I, I definitely think people have a purpose. I will say though, I think the stigma is that there's this one thing that's the purpose of like, oh, I'm meant to be a doctor where that's not it, where it's like, there's so much, like even people who you meet, like you were meant to be in their life, like that's still having purpose. Do you know what I mean? Like not, like not having this like number one thing of like, like a label, like there's no label. You know what I mean? I I think that's really cool. Um, I recently, I've really been having thoughts and I think a lot of it obviously has to do with COVID. We were kind of talking about this earlier too. I've been having a lot of moments where I tell myself, I'm just self-doubting myself and a lot of random things that I normally don't do, whether it's um, with friendships or whether it's with just my job or even upcoming projects with merch or other other um, secret projects I haven't talked about yet. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll just think, Alicia, can you actually do this? Like when I'm by myself and I'm like, Alicia, I'm doubting myself. Yeah. And and I've never done that before. And I think, again, maybe a lot of that is COVID and just this world that right now is just feels very unsure. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's anxiety. I have no idea. But I've been noticing myself just having a lot of self-doubting thoughts. I quickly get out of them and I'll tell myself like, nah, bitch, you got this. Like you got this. Like, you know, you can do it. But it's the first time where I I've, I feel like I've even thought how nice it would be like, oh, what would it be like to just move out of California and like live a whole different start life, a whole new start life. fresh. And I know I've just never had even those types of thoughts before. So it just shows how, I don't know. I don't know. I've just never had that before. And even, um, even lately being, this is getting into more like, trigger warning depression but like there's been moments where I'll go to bed lately I feel like this whole past few weeks I've just been dreading going to bed or I'll I'll blink and I think wow it's already nighttime again like I have to sleep again and then just even dreading the next day even if I'm having an exciting day just lack of motivation has been real for me lately obviously that can tie into a quarter life crisis but also just normal emotions um so I do think right now is just interesting for everyone anyway I think it's a hard time right now to be in your early 20s to mid 30s, especially with with people getting laid off. I know how hard it is right now for also people to find jobs. Well, that's what we always talk about, how YouTube doesn't have any job security in the long run. But I feel like everyone feels that right now. You know, even doctors, even um, people in marketing, just it's just everything feels so uncertain. Yeah, I think I mean, I've seen firsthand a lot of my close friends and people and family members, honestly, trying to look for jobs. It's so hard currently with everything going on the current climate of everything but I think um something to note is while you were talking I was thinking about how I know how minuscule it sounds for me to be like I don't know what videos to make like that sounds so stupid and I totally understand that but I think it's actually the layers underneath that is what's giving me the stress of of the uncertainty because obviously not having not knowing what video to make I think it's equivalent though. I'm going to stop you only because I think it is equivalent to, you know, a musician having writer's block or a writer having full on writer. Like it, I get how it sounds stupid, but either way, when you bring it to the basics of when someone goes to work and can't fulfill that and are struggling to fulfill that and you know, their whole career depends on you coming up with creative ideas and you're struggling. I can like, that's stressful. That, that sounded way better. (laughs) Um, yeah, I think it's just like, I obviously am having trouble not not making videos it's just making videos that I truly enjoy making mm-hmm. and things that make me happy because that's my whole life YouTube mm-hmm. is my life I put my life out on the internet obviously with everything going on right now my content has changed but obviously if I can't come up with videos and things that I enjoy making then people aren't going to watch as much and that's obviously totally fine but then it kind of trickles down from there mm-hmm. and I feel like at that point I just have to be like real with myself yeah that Obviously, I love making YouTube videos. It's so fun. I love making content. But at the same time, it is also my career. And I have bills and things that I need to pay. So if I'm not able to pay those bills, then of course, I'm still going to make YouTube videos. But I also need to go back to school. I obviously didn't finish school. I need to go get a job that I can pay the bills with. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's that fear of the possibility of not going back to school, but the fear of, 
you know, having to pivot and change my life. And mm-hmm. obviously I've been accustomed change. to this lifestyle that I'm so blessed and grateful to have that. It's like, how long will it be here? Exactly. And like, mm-hmm. of course, we're always being reminded of that, of how long is it going to be? Like, it's a fleeting thing and you need to um, branch out, try other things, whether it's the podcast, whether it's having another channel, whether it's doing side something. Hustle. Yeah, whatever. You should always have like obviously multiple streams of income especially if you're just on YouTube, but everyone should just have multiple streams of income. But I think that anxiety of, you know, of course it's just, I don't know what video I want to make this week, but it, the idea of it trickling down to so much more of like, holy shit, I might not be able to keep this forever, which mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to keep it forever, but you know, it might be going sooner well, than I thought. What I think, thinking back, what helped me even get through my quarter life crisis of not knowing who I was or what I meant to be doing or, you know, do I have to change my life and everything was actually acknowledging the fact that this isn't going to be around for forever. And that actually helped me so much because before I was trying so hard to make it last 40 years until I realized, okay, realistically, this is a chapter. Like realistically, this isn't going to be here. Like if, if I am doing this job for 20 years, great. But also looking back at how my job has just evolved the past five years, it's actually changed a lot, you know, whether it's new platforms or consulting or different things like that. And I think having that first realization of, okay, realistically, change is inevitable. It's going to happen. So let's say I want to change my major. Let's say I want to change my, let's say I'm a doctor. And then one day I'm like, you know what? I want to become a writer. Like that's possible. And that's not the end of the world. And actually it could be better. Like it's so much better to be doing something you love than staying in a job just for the money. But yeah, going back to obviously this right now is only a chapter. How can I live it up right now? And then let's worry about it later when we get to the point to where we need to actually make changes. But all I know is as of right now, I'm in this position. I'm at this job. I don't want to leave right now. It's not going to leave tomorrow realistically. So like, let's just kind of keep riding this wave. And that's how I've really viewed my whole career path. Low key, you know, there's been some little bumps, but overall, like the wave is still strong and it's still going. And I think just realizing that things are going to change. That was the number one thing that helped me. And once I was able to accept that, you know what, I'm just going to ride this freaking wave as long as I can. I feel as though the wave has been longer than I expected because I've had that outlook to it. And, you know, things are going to change and maybe one day, Maybe I'll just stop doing YouTube videos, but then I'll get into directing music videos. But if that's my passion at that moment and I have that piece that I'm meant to change, I think that was something else that helped me was I I was able to be confident in my talents where I remember thinking, you know what, if YouTube is gone, that doesn't change the fact that I'm a good storyteller. That doesn't change the fact that I'm a creative. And I think also bringing it back to you and having those moments with yourself where you're like, you know what? what am I good at? And everyone has talents, like everyone. And that's, and that's where I think the whole, your life's purpose does come in, in the sense of like, you know, if you are, if you are a really caring person, like that is a talent to use and that will be used in whatever career you have, you know, instead of like find like picking a career and just kind of sticking with it. I think being willing to like go along this crazy ride. And if, you know, I don't know. I think it just made me have way more of an open mind to change where before I I still hate change. I hate change. I think that's really good advice. I think it's, I, I think if you are going through a quarter life crisis, I think that a good way to help your way through is recognizing your strengths. Mm -hmm. And I feel like just knowing that in all cases, whether you're going through a quarter life crisis or just anything, it's just like knowing your strengths, knowing what you're good at, knowing what you like naturally just encompass. I think will help you through anything. Like if I'm having a really bad day and, you know, I'm really being really hard on myself, I like to remind myself of things that I am good at, things mm-hmm. that like I know my friends love about me and that's just what helps me through that. So I feel like that's what I need to hone in now on on my career and like mm-hmm. showcase those kinds of things. For instance, like for anyone out there who is saying, cool, love that, but what are my talents? Like I remember early in school not knowing especially before social media I was like what am I good at (laughs) I was like I'm okay at music but I really struggled because people were like what are you good at And I'm like I don't know what I'm good at um one think about it that way maybe your actual like career is not actually a thing yet that's insane oh that's true when we were in middle school that it wasn't a thing or elementary school whatever um so I want so one don't get discouraged because of that but two, ask your friends like 
literally with Rem, I would say, holy shit, you're so freaking good at one, just being such a light to people. Not only are you hella freaking organized, which is, (laughs) I think a lot of people don't realize a lot of your strengths come natural to you. So it feels easy, but for me to organize, I cannot. And that may seem like, oh, it's just organizing my house, but being organized in a career, you can still use that as a talent when it comes to being a secretary, being a CEO, being, you know what I mean? Like those are still traits you can still use and being, um, freaking hilarious. Obviously (laughs) I I see how that comes out in your form of being an entertainer. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it may not be conventional, but I, I saw a tweet the other day that actually made me so happy. It was, um, someone saying how, they really screwed us over by saying if you choose the arts as your career path that you're going to be poor your whole life. Yeah, I remember and, hearing that as and a kid. I, yeah, you always heard that like, oh, be a doctor or a, a, lawyer. a lawyer, like make money, blah, blah, blah. And I'm so lucky that my parents and even some relatives would always tell me just follow your heart and like the money will come. Don't worry about it. And I think it's so true. Even Gary Vee always talks about it. He's like, you'd rather make 40K a year and love your job and get up every day and love what you're doing than making 100K and being miserable. Like, it's so true. So I love that people are having that outlook now. Um, But yeah, I think just like asking friends, hey, what what am I good at? Like, are there there things I'm sleeping on on myself, you know? Um, And it'll definitely come. But don't try to rush it. I think when you sit, I think of when I try to think of viral videos, when I sit with a pad of paper, I never have a good viral video. They always just come up in the moment. So if you're sitting down with a pen and paper and you're like, what am I going to do with my life? Like, that's not how it's going to happen. It's kind of like even dating, you know, just like try different things out. Go volunteer at this place. Go get an internship over here watch some YouTube videos take a master class freaking Skillshare you know what I mean like whatever it is like just see if you like different stuff and maybe one day you're gonna pick up an Apple pencil and be like holy shit I'm great at graphic design and there your whole new business comes yeah no I think that's so good I think you know you're on the right path without even realizing it yes I think you're halfway through there you're like on the path and you're like damn wait is this what I'm meant to do? Is this like, is this what I love? And I feel like that's the same thing with YouTube for me. You mentioned something about parents to how your parents just accepted you for doing YouTube stuff and everything, everything like that. And, um, I'd say my parents, my dad loved it because I took a little break from college. He didn't have to pay for college anymore. (laughs) My mom though, who realistically wanted me to be probably in the medical field or, you know, just have some sort of security definitely supported me, but also still was wary, of course, as a mom wanting me to have something to fall back on. Um, but after I was able to prove myself, she definitely let me, but I know a lot of people don't have that luxury of having parents support everything. Or also being able to prove themselves. Like maybe their income is extremely low and, their parents are like, hey, you should make more money, but maybe they still love their job, you know, and that's okay. Well, I think a lot of people go, and I know this because I see a lot of my friends, I see a lot of my, honestly, my family members go through their lives doing something just because their parents wanted them to. Mm -hmm. And while I think that is very respectful and I'm sure your parents really appreciate it, I just hope that those people also love what they're doing and that they feel like they're on the right path because I feel like that's one of the saddest things you could do is live your life for someone else. Oh, I mean, I feel like I even just relate to that in the sense of wanting like approval from parents or like even like authority figures. I think that's why I'm so good when it comes to teams or coaches, because like if a coach or like authority figure tells me to do something, I'll freaking do it. Like that's why I'm so good when it comes to, I need a trainer. Like I need someone over me to tell me to do something because then I'll do it when it comes to myself doing it. It's a little harder for me. Um, but I, I feel like I really relate to that of just, I mean, even when I was younger, like the, I said, I wanted to be a dietitian just because I felt like my boyfriend's family wouldn't accept anything other than medical, you know? And I did enjoy, I did enjoy, I mean, obviously I love healthy food now, but it's just interesting, even subconsciously how you do stuff without realizing it's for other people. I think another thing of advice I would say for anyone who feels like they're kind of just going through it right now is like I said earlier, welcome it. Like don't, like if I was to meet someone who's 21, who's like, I'm going through my midlife crisis. I don't know what I'm doing. I would just be like, take a breath. You're going to miss this moment when you're like, wow, I was so young. Even now, if I was to talk to my 25 year old self, I would say, bitch, (laughs) (laughs) this is going to be the most transformative year in your life. It's going to be so hard, but enjoy it. Like enjoy the pain because it's literally going to form you. And it's so true. Think of like you, anything that's hard to go through, 
you always come out stronger at the end, but you never would have, you would never get stronger if it wasn't for that breakup or that friendship breakup or, or anything like that. Like it, it just, it transforms you. And it's just like when you're building muscles, like obviously you go to the gym, build muscles and they're sore afterwards, but that's because they're like replenishing and then they're stronger afterward. Weird analogy, but point being is just, um, don't stress about it. And it's so hard because right now, if you're stressing, in three years, you're going to look back and be like, oh, I wish I didn't stress so much about it. And it's hard to just say, how do I not stress? But I think realizing just like trust yourself. We're so much smarter than we think. And if your gut, like, let me tell you, my gut has, is always right. Oh like, yeah. My head is always like, bitch, go there, like go over there. And I'm like, no, like I need to do this or just listen to yourself and your body. And if, if you have a desire to do something, there's a reason you have that desire. And I think there's been times I've even doubted myself thinking, oh, well, I'm not eloquently spoken. I can't do that. Or, oh, I can't do that because X, Y, Z. And I, I forget that if I have that desire there, like that's there for a reason. Even wanting to do YouTube, how scary it was at first. And now look where that is. Or even, you know, some of these projects that are scary. It's like, living in a safety bubble of, oh, I just like want everything done for me. And I just want to be like safe. Like, the people who break out and like go into the into the unknown <laughs> like those are the people who cue frozen love that um it's just it's true obviously if something scares you maybe it's a good it's a it's an exciting thing that you should pay attention to you know um i know even i was listening to claudia's episode sorry your face is funny I was listening to Claudia's episode with the Skinny Confidential and she was saying how acting terrified her, but she really wanted to try it. And now look at her, like she's an actress and a very successful one too. And I think it's really cool. Um, you know, if she never took that jump, it never would have happened. So don't be afraid of change. Don't be afraid to open up about it too. Like so I know more people who don't know what they want to do with their life than people who actually know what they want to do with their life. How stressful is it to say, okay, this is what I'm going to do with my life. And I really, really bring that back to freaking kindergarten when they said, what do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> I honestly don't want to do that to my kid. And I'm probably, it'll probably still come out at some point because I remember it would be in the yearbook when I'm in kindergarten. It's like, what do you want to be? And I remember saying ice skater and people would say firefighter, policeman and all this stuff. And I think it just unknowingly, this is just my own unpopular belief. I think, I think it just caused so much stress throughout a whole generation or multiple generations of people saying every Thanksgiving, oh, so like, what do you want to do? What are you going to go to college for? What are you going to do? And it's like, I don't freaking know. I think there's a fine line between dreaming and having goals and then kind of setting yourself up for pressure and yeah. too much stress. I think I have so many friends from college who were like the smartest, most talented, well-rounded friends that I've ever met who excelled in school and then still to this day are having trouble finding jobs in mm. their field just because everything is so impacted. Obviously yeah, now with oversaturated. going on. Yeah, it's hard. And that's, I feel like a lot of them are taking that and thinking that they're not good enough or that, you know, there's a reason why they're not getting a job that's because of them. And I always have to remind them like, no, it's not because of that. It's just because of the world that's going on right now. Yeah. Like you yourself are so talented. You are so smart. You are so well deserving of this career. And in the meantime, I feel like with everything going on right now, the best thing you can do is just find something else that you love, like yeah. find a hobby that you love. And if you can monetize on that, then great. If that ends up being lucrative for you and you find a passion that you'd actually rather fulfilled then amazing but at least while you're still working on applying to schools or applying to jobs mm -hmm. and things like that you find something else that you love to do on the side like Cal yes. oh, sorry, I so, you. no 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 I'm, I'm living um Cal in the midst of the pandemic obviously he couldn't go to work so he was furloughed 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 I feel like I always say it weirdly furloughed and so in the meantime he has been working on learning how to code again and learning how to do graphic design and like basically he went to school for coding and kind of didn't want to do that for a bit and it's kind of reignited this fire in him because he's had the time to do so yes. so now he's looking into getting a job in coding and all these sorts of things and he would have never felt that, that passion yeah. again had he not taken the time so or been forced to exactly mm -hmm. like there's obviously everything going on in the world with the pandemic and just everything is awful but at least there is a bit of a silver lining and people have the time to find things that they love I, I'm gonna literally I'm not even kidding there are multiple people that I know who I think obviously we never wanted this to happen but it almost was like they needed this push of like okay you don't have a choice to second guess this you have to do this new job you have to learn this new skill you have to do this and I think that was a blessing in disguise out of this huge craziness of the world right now. And um, I know a few people who are even like, wow, I'm kind of like 
um, I would have never changed my career if it wasn't for this. And I think, you know, so whether you need that nudge or not, I think it's like, okay, let's not worry about what I'm going to do then. Let's not think about the future in a healthy way. <laughs> let's worry about right now. Okay. Right now, all I know is I need to make some extra money. And you know what? I'm pretty good at sewing. So I'm going to sell, some, like, rework some vintage pieces and sell them on Depop. Yeah, upcycle some things. Upcycle. Like, cool. there are, like, and no, maybe that's not what you're going to do your whole life. But let's not even worry about what we're going to do our whole life. Because honestly, I don't even know what I'm really doing tomorrow. Like, I think that's one of my personal, like, strengths when it comes to, um, I don't know, just this, just my career and stuff is I think I can tend to hyper-focus on things, which has its own downfall, I will say. However, it makes me kind of not worry too much about like, well, what's going to happen after the launch? I'm like, I don't know. I don't have time to worry about that because I have to worry about just getting this product launched. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's, it's a nice way of just being like, let's focus on the here and now. So yeah, not saying you have to hyper-focus on everything, but I will say like, don't worry about the future worry about the now and just go with the flow like if like go with the flow like you you're such a queen at that I think that's not it everything can be negative or positive I think that people it the thing is if the five-year plan if a 10-year plan works out for you and that's what you like to do then do it don't listen to us we just personally it, for me I like the idea of like open-ended things like I will get married. I will have a career that I love one day. Things like that where it doesn't make me feel pressured to do certain things. And I will say that is more of an art creative mindset. Interesting. Because Didn't you know that. Think about it. You have to have that like creative outlook of like, oh, I don't know. Let's change this. Let's do this. Let's mold this. Let's make this. Where, you know, I know plenty of people who have grown up and they, they from middle school, they're like, oh, I want to be a doctor. And then literally on Facebook the other day, I saw he got his like, um, doctorate or whatever and I'm just like damn that's cool no I was gonna say Kaylee one of the main things that like I was always so inspired by her from her was uh, the day that I met her in ninth grade she said she wanted to be a kindergarten teacher love that and then throughout our whole friendship she went to school for it she got her master she's now working as a teacher like that's and she so loves cool. and that's her passion she loves it and she has so much patience she's such a good teacher when I wanted to be a PA the thing is also I understand if you want to be a doctor if you want to do these things obviously you need correct schooling like mm -hmm. you can't say you want to be a PA or <laughs> yeah. a surgeon and then just be like well I got my degree in computer science like yeah. obviously you need, you need all the prerequisites you need to go to the school schools everything like that but I think but we're not talking to you we're talking to the people who don't know what they want exactly. to do that's what I was gonna say. I was like, if anybody's listening you want to be a doctor do not let us deter you away oh, from no. that plan they're, they're unbothered <laughs> they're um, not listening to they're not basic. listening to this <laughs> they're, they're having they're doing surgery yeah, they're studying <laughs> oh man but yeah basically I just I don't know I think realize that it's very normal to not know what you want to do with your life what your purpose is and there's no rush to figure it out and most of the time in life when you try to figure things out and make things happen it's like it almost I don't know you can't force you can't force things in life it's even when you're like oh my god I want to be in a relationship and then because you want it so bad it doesn't happen and then the always the moment that you're like I'm chill just like you bitch mm -hmm. the second you don't care too much about it and you're not holding on to it so much and you let go that's when said thing usually happens I think if you force it it actually turns out worse yeah because it's not the right way then th yeah I just think like even in a from a YouTube point of view if you force a video that to go viral to go viral yeah or anything like that like it will not work out for you it's no. always the ones that you didn't even think about yes. that you were just doing because you're having fun and everything like that so I think I've, I think I've learned that and I need to like implement that into my I feel like I'm currently going through my first real quarter life crisis with this whole job thing it's, I feel like this because I feel like I haven't had much to say. It's scary, but I think it's the first because I was like relationship stuff. I don't really have much to say about that. I feel like mostly it is just a career based crisis that everyone's dealing with, and I feel like right now is my first like holy fuck, what am I gonna do? Kind of moment. Yeah, no, and I think again what I was saying earlier is take five steps back and say, okay, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? How do I monetize those? Mm. You could literally one day wake up and say, honestly, I see YouTube ending soon. For me, your career path with it, you're like, I'm kind of getting over these videos. I've always wanted to be a vet. I'm going to become a vet. And you have that path. Like, you could easily do that. And that's just because I know you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And if your passion, your heart, and your gut is telling you, hey, I kind of want to do this, trust that. I think that's like my biggest advice. I think to end this, what advice, final advice would you have for someone if they're feeling uninspired? Like, who would, do you have Ugh. any tips on what to do? Like, I personally know I lean on you a lot. 
I call you all the time. <laughs> it's true though. No, I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I feel like just ha- surrounding yourself with people that have similar interests and people have similar views. So granted, not yes people, because yes people are not good to surround no. yourself with, but people who will just be real with you yeah. and give you advice that they also would use themselves. Yeah. Just honest, open advice. I learn, I lean on my friends and my family a lot. I do call my mom a lot to ask for things. But like you said earlier, um, as much as I love my mom's opinion, I also trust people who are more professional in yeah. this line of work because obviously they're professionals. Yeah. And I, have to t- I remind my mom that a lot. I'm like, I love you. I appreciate it. But I'm also going to call my manager who works yeah. in this yeah, field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's just like having multiple people you can lean on for advice on whatever you're going through. Oh my God, completely. I've, I have a few thoughts on that one. I feel like career-wise, for sure. I feel like I even lean on you. I lean on um, my manager, Abigail, so much. Like there's so many times where I'll be so overwhelmed. I'm like, I just need to ask her what she thinks and then she'll say, do she's it, so don't do it. Yeah. She's very real. And I think that's the thing, like you said, it's surrounding yourself with people who aren't yes people who will actually say, hey, I don't think you should do this. I think this is a wrong move where versus other people being like, yeah, buy that yacht, buy this, buy that, you know? <laughs> um, so that's on that end. I think personally, that's actually something I've really been struggling with lately. And like I said, there's just been so many times, nights, days where I'm just like, ugh, another day. And it's so crazy because I know so many other people are feeling that way. And I think the biggest thing that's helped me is one talking. I feel like through this whole past few months, I've learned a lot about my anxiety and talking and how specifically Taryn has helped me so much. And I think it's, I feel safe with her. So find someone you feel safe with to talk about stuff who isn't going to judge you, who's going to give you good advice. Um, And then literally even the other day, I just felt stressed and anxious and I was walking around and I felt that exact feeling of what am I doing? Like, how am I going to do that? How am I going to keep this up? How am I going to keep going? I don't know what to do, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Alicia, I just feel like I need to like sit down, ground myself a little bit, maybe say a prayer. And I never have done this. I literally, it was like 2 PM. I go sit on my little poof in my, in my room I sat there and just did some breathing techniques that my therapist had taught me and even just like said a quick little prayer. And I was like, help me like realize what my perspective and outlook should actually be today instead of on all these like little things. Like, how can I bless someone's day? How can I just like be a light? How can I like, I don't know, like I, I, I and, and kid you not, instantly I felt so much better. And I think we really underestimate how busy we are, how much we're trying to live up to our own expectations, other people's expectations. And for every day to just like sit for a second and like be and nothing else, like don't like, like try not to let your mind like go, like who cares about your phone? Like all, I don't even know how to explain it. That actually really helped me be excited for the day. And I know that sounds like really weird, but it, it was crazy. And I was like, wow, I feel better. Like, what is the point of my day? Instead of thinking, instead of coming over here being like, oh, well, I have to record pretty basic and then da 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 being like, yo, I get to see my best friend when a few months ago I would have died to yeah. just be able to see you and yeah. how quickly we're already used to this, Back you know, to life. You're right. Yeah. And just that perspective change of like, oh, my God, I would have died for this a while ago. Like, let me enjoy this moment. Let me come over. Let me like see how you're doing. Like pet Daisy instead of being, oh, my God, I have to do this and da 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 da. And just like being. And I think that's actually it's funny because as much as that's helped me, it's still so hard to do every day. It's still so hard for me to be like, okay, Alicia, like change the channel, have a better outlook. Like obviously coronavirus ain't going anywhere for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I think that I, I hit a, a big slump once it was obvious that this wasn't just going to be like a month long thing. And um, I think that's what's been hard for me for motivation lately and stuff. Bringing all of this back to quarter life crisis is, yeah, again, going with the flow, being like, okay, all I know is today I'm here. Like how can I make this the best day possible? Um yeah, thanks for coming to my TED Talk. No, this is great. <laughs> I like I liked hearing it because obviously you have a couple of years on me and I feel like you've gone through a lot more in the work world. That And that's mm. why I lean, I specifically lean on you so much because you've gone through so much so you can help me through oh my God. all these things. I mean, I also love helping. So I'm always, like the other day you FaceTimed me asking for video help. Like I was 15 like, times. I was like, like a no, minute. I love this. It's so good. Um, but yeah, definitely just find someone you guys can trust. Lean on them. You got this. We're always here. The DMs are always open. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and, uh, we will talk to you the soon next Wednesday, next week, every week, baby. (laughs) Okay. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe.